Welcome. This is the Change Creator Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Change Creator Podcast Show. This is your host, Adam Force. I hope you all are doing well and staying safe. Now, if you missed the last episode, it was with Mandy Barbie, and we talk about overcoming stressors so that you can thrive in your business and your life. This is such a fun conversation, um, but also really impactful. Great insights about mental blocks and really stepping up your game as a business owner, a CEO of your company, and taking your life really to that next level. Um, And we all have these blocks and challenges and have to deal with stress and anxiety and things as we go through these processes. So really great conversation. So if you missed that, swing by, check it out. Today we're gonna be talking with Charlie Hartwell. He is one of the managing partners over at a company called Bridge Builders Collaborative. And basically they're a bunch of successful investors, right? In in conscious companies. Um, He has served and led organizations in 14 different industries, including um, starting a nonprofit that was actually in a struggling area of Kenya and is now serving healthcare to over several million patients. So he has a lot of interesting experience and we wanted to talk with Charlie because he has the investor perspective. And I know a lot of you listening Um, might be looking for uh, investments. So we wanted to just see what he had to say about the space and what you need to be looking out for. So hang tight here and we're going to get into that conversation with Charlie in just a minute. Guys, if you are, I I know as you know, with this pandemic going on, there's a lot happening um, and more and more people are coming to us and looking to get into the digital space, which makes sense, right? Um, It's a little bit more recession proof. And so, um, you know, our program that we have is called the Captivate Method, and this is where we've been supporting people. This program is, it's not just another course or anything like that. This is, you know, getting on calls live twice a month, getting real coaching one-on-one to support you and get you from point A to point B as fast as possible um, in the digital space. It's about creating a digital system that has the application of really powerful storytelling so you can connect with your audience, right? right? Build trust and really get consistent sales. That's the idea. You want to get, attract the right leads and get consistent sales. So if this is something you need help on and you're looking to, um, you know, ramp up, then this is definitely a good opportunity for you. And you can get on our wait list right now. So you go to changecreator.com and you'll see in the menu or on the homepage, uh, a wait list that you can join for the Captivate Method. And you'll just start getting some emails. We're going to give you some information and then you'll get an invitation to our masterclass. That masterclass will be an opportunity for you to see how this program can really help you um, so that you can make an informed decision. And and we hope to see you in that community. Um, Such a great group of people. So this could really be your tribe if you're looking to make a difference in the world and you really want to scale your digital marketing um, and business, really. Okay. So guys, um, we're not gonna we're not gonna hold off much longer here. We're gonna get right into this conversation with Charlie and uh, see what he has to say about the investor space right now. Okay, show me the heat. I know you're gonna dig this. Put that to the cloud. All right, so we should be rocking and rolling. I'm just gonna double check settings because I haven't done a Zoom interview in a while. Make sure we're good. Audio, yes. Video. Okay. Cool. I think we're good to go here. All right. All right, Charles. Now, do you like Charlie? Charles, what's your what do you? Charlie. 
Charlie. Please. Okay. Sure. All right, here we go. Three, two, and one. Hey, Charlie, welcome to the Change Creator Podcast Show. How's everything going today? Good, Adam. It's good to talk to you. Awesome. Yeah, I appreciate you being here and taking the time. Um, sounds like you got a lot of interesting stuff going on, um, and we always love to hear from the investor's perspective. So, um, you know, I, I know you have some current events and shifts going on. So, tell us just a little bit about what's going on, you know, lately. Like, what's the latest, what's the greatest, and what's happening in your world? Yeah, so I've been working for this group called the Bridge Builders Collaborative. It's a group of high net worth individuals who have been investing together over the last eight years in a space we used to call mind training. Uh, we, you know, we've invested in several things that are going to scale uh, in that space. And our partners got together a year ago and sort of said, how can we best use our capital to inspire and invest in tools for inner well-being that bridges sort of the human energy to make social change possible. And we've shifted to kind of saying, how do we invest in things that go deeper into the human experience and, um, you know, help create paradigm shifts? Oh, I love that. And so can you tell me a little bit about when you say create a paradigm shift, what does that mean to you? Uh, I think a paradigm shift is about sort of changing our stories, changing um, like living more authentically, authentically, creating shifts in society so that we get, we become um, more focused on our mental and, you know, and our inner well-being as opposed to just our physical well-being, which we spend a lot of time uh, focusing on as a society. Uh, how do we create a paradigm shift to looking at uh, who are we? Uh, how do we live to be our authentic our authentic selves? Uh, how do we sort of get through and get past trauma that's holding us back from living the life that we're meant to live? Yeah, yeah. I like I like when you said changing our stories. Um, you know, we all have stories and internal narratives that are built from years and years of just living life and the people we're around and the things we do. So kind of starting to acknowledge what those stories are and seeing which ones serve you and which ones you need to unlearn and which ones you need to, to now start learning, <laughs> right? Um, it's powerful stuff. So I, I love to hear that. And um, I think we are in an age where authenticity is more important than ever. I was I was actually reading the latest Edelman um, Truth Barometer special report uh, for 2019. And right now, um, less than 50% of the general population are, are trusting businesses. And, um, you know, when you hear a number like that, you just start to think, man, there's just a lot of phony baloney out there and people have their guards up over years of just bad marketing, right? And deception and false claims. And so that authenticity is something people crave. Do you agree? I agree. You know, my wife, who's a, the one that, uh, that got me into this space, you know, talks just a lot about, about human conditioning. So as we grow up in, you know, in societies, whether it be our family systems the schools we went to, the churches we might have gone to, or whatever religious institutions, we get conditioned. And a lot of times that means getting conditioned out of whom our authentic selves is. And, you know, for a lot of people that I talk to, there's kind of a journey back 
in their 20s or 30s, maybe their 40s of like, how do I reconnect with my authentic self? And then how do I want to use my authentic gifts to create um, whatever the life is that I want to create for myself um, that also hopefully improves our society? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, that is why that is why Change Creator actually started because I was I was working at WebMD for 10 years as director of strategic marketing. And I had an experience where I had my own epiphany and I started realizing that you know I wasn't burnt out and from overworking or travel and long hours. It was because I was doing something that was misaligned. It was doing something that wasn't meaningful to me. Um, and that's boom. It just hit me right there. And that's when everything changed. And uh, this whole mission started. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, it took me a lot more suffering than it seems like it took you in order to get to that same moment. <laughs> that was a very abbreviated uh, version. <laughs> but, um, you know, we all have our own path, right? So we all will, will find our way. And, and hopefully, you know, like it's funny because when you finally get there and you're waking up every day and you're actually now living this new trajectory of your life, you start to look back and be like, man, like, what was I thinking before? Was I sleepwalking? Like, where was I? <laughs> you ever have that feeling? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I, for me, it was not waking up every morning. It was just waking up as a human being and sort of saying, wow, I was living yeah. the life that I was programmed to be uh, as opposed to the life I was meant to be. And how do I uncover, you know, once I had that sort of wake up epiphany, it's kind of like, how do I uncover what's ever getting in my way from living to what, you know, my authentic self um, wants to live. And, you know, it took, it took some work and some years to kind of get through some of that. And there's a lot, and for me, there was a lot of letting go uh, of, sort of people, of stories, um, beliefs, uh, in, you know, that I needed to let go of in order to kind of live a more authentic life. Yeah. And that's a hard thing, I think, for a lot of people. And it's something that's probably an ongoing life journey to be able to actually acknowledge what is serving you and what's not, but then actually being willing to let them go, right? Whether it's friends or certain narratives in your mind or um, even, you know, just the people who are around you and you move, like, you know, we always rationalize things um, to say, well, I'm a little different. So for me, it's this, or for me, it's that. And um, we don't want to accept things. We always find a way around it um, to convince ourselves otherwise, you know? Yes. And my wife, you know, again, as I was going through this, um, you know, my own experience, um, she talks about how when we decide to make these changes to become our authentic self, those who love us the most are the most resistant uh, or those who say they love us the most are the most resistant to that because they're used to us as, you know, being in a certain box that might've been created. And so it, as you know, you break free of that, uh, it can be hard to kind of, um, to, there's an adjustment that happens, uh, whether it's family systems or friend communities of people, you know, can either go along with you on that ride or you need to let them go. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Definitely. Now tell me a little bit about the companies you've been investing in, what, what you've been looking for. And then, you know, I know you're, you're, you're leading into this health space um, and just where you're going with the investments now. Yeah. So over the last, uh, you know, over the last eight years, we've made 12 investments. Um, we've made a couple of investments in the digital therapeutic space. So we were one of the first investors in a company called Paratherapeutics. Mm -hmm. uh, 
that's sort of the first FDA-approved software for uh, addiction and recovery. Um, we invested. We're an early investor in a company called Headspace, which uh, you know sort of helped to bring meditation to the masses. Um, we invested in a company called Muse, brain sensing headband, helps people to meditate. Oh yeah, you know you can read your brain waves. Um, we had you know invested in a company called Happify, which really is a, was a mental behavioral health sort of gamified uh, the science of mindfulness, positive psychology, and cognitive behavioral therapy. And now, you know, is, is itself becoming a digital therapeutic? Um, so a lot of investments in kind of the space of, you know, helping to um, bring mindfulness into the mainstream. Uh, and, you know, with the shift that we're now making, you know, we want to go deeper than that and sort of deeper into some of the things you and I were talking about earlier about, uh, you know, how do we invest in people's social wellness and in, in their, uh, their, their relational well-being or in their spiritual well-being? Um, how do we go from getting people sort of on the mat, you know, to meditate to getting off the mat to creating uh, the social change that it resonates with their purpose. Uh, how do we training the mental well-being, et cetera? Sure. Yeah. And so when, when you do find, I, I guess I'm curious on how you guys um, discover companies and organizations that you're interested in. Um, so are they reaching out to you? Do you guys have a process for what you're, you know, where, where do you find them and how do you discover these companies? I'm just Curious how that plays out. Well, we have a really good network, and and I think over the last eight years, because of our, because of the way that we invest, the value that we add, and sort of our social mission combined with, you know, our desire to create abundance, uh, uh, you know, through you know financial and social returns, uh, a lot of people naturally you know come to us. Uh, there are conferences that I attend. Um, and you know, as well, where I find new entrepreneurs, but a lot of it just comes through, uh, sort of the reputation that we've developed. If people are in this space, they tend to know who we are. And, um, and it, for us, I'd say deal flow is, you know, is not the problem. Um, uh, I think I've probably looked at, you know, a thousand companies over the last <laughs> And that's kind of exciting, actually, because, you know, before that time, there really were very few uh, investments in the space. So the great thing is the space is expanding. There's a lot of entrepreneurs who have, you know, interesting ways that they want to bring these kind of uh, solutions to the marketplace. Um, but, but, you know, people find us through various ways. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so um, I guess just to piggyback off that, when you do decide that something might be up your alley, what, what do you look for to say, you know, like, you know, everyone's always wondering and they, they come up to our audience will come to us and ask and say, well, what, what goes in a pitch deck? Like what, what do investors look for? And I think there's some commonality and in interests for things like that of what, a, what an investor might look for, but there's probably also differences in preference and what's important to different investors. So I'm curious if there's some key things off the top of your head that are important for you to see uh, from a potential company that you invest in. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, so the first thing 
yeah, I'll just say there's sort of some, some screen. Uh, the first screen is kind of a social screen. So I imagine if we were to invest in this company, uh, what would be the positive impact to humanity? Um, and you know, if I can't see that, if I can't see that, that's uh, there's a really cha big change that could happen. Then you know, I kind of screen that out. Then then we look for if there's scientific validation uh, for the product or platform. Um, the next, you know, really, really key piece is, you know, who is the entrepreneur? And when we look at, an, you know, for entrepreneurs, what we look for are people, um, number one, who have managed egos, um, number two, who have integrated whatever they're trying to bring out to the world, number three, are they good team leader? Do they listen? And, um, um, and, you know, do they have some experience, you know, as an entrepreneur, then, you know, we kind of look for stage. We're, we're normally around the series a, um, we've made exceptions in the past to that, but that's kind of, that's kind of normally where we play. And then, you know, the last thing I look at is if we were, you know, to make this investment, can I, uh, can I see a return on investment for our investors? <laughs> yeah. And are you usually looking for a return on investment um, over long term or short term? We tend to be patient um, <laughs> investors. Uh, and, um, and at the same time, if there are opportunities, you know, to get into a, a return on investment sooner, that's fine. But we have tended to be uh, both patient and follow on investors. So if I look at the, you know, 12 investments that we've made, uh, our partners have tended to invest, you know, in almost every round uh, of every company once we make an initial investment. Um, we tend to be very committed uh, and in it for the long, you know, for the long term. And if the long term turns out to be short term, I guess that's okay too. But we really want to support the entrepreneurs. And, and I, I think one of the other things that I look at, Adam, um, is whether or not we can add value because we're not in we're not in, in these investments to just, you know, make money from them. We want, we have a lot of value add that we can offer companies and we're, it's, it's, you know, it's one of our passions to be a value added investor. So I look and say, look, can this company utilize the value add that we have um, as another one of our screens? Yeah. I mean, I think you just answered a question that I had kind of percolating, which was, you know, are you a strategic partner or just a, you know, financing and investing? And it sounds like you guys help out with maybe your networks and intellectual property and stuff like that. Yeah. I kind of look at it. We, we have a model that's, you know, sort of like a 4C model. Um, you know, cash is the least important thing that we bring to the table. We bring you know, the people in the space, uh, we bring a tremendous, uh, you know, amount of connections. Um, we, you know, our partners have run some very large companies uh, and enterprises. Um, and so they have a lot of counsel, um, you know, for the entrepreneurs, if the entrepreneurs need it at various times. Um, we also bring credibility, you know, in the, in the space. We're a really well-known investor. And mm -hmm. so... Um, you know, that's one of our C's. And then at the end of the day, cash is, as, a, as I said, that's, that's the least value added thing we bring. Gotcha. Interesting. So let's just dig a little bit into what, what, how we're defining, or you guys are defining, um, 
living the the that healthy lifestyle that you're now trying to promote where people are you know meditating and doing certain things for self care living authentically um you know, I, I recently read something that, you know, like we all, we all seem to be chasing happiness. And I read something where it said happiness is not the, the primary thing that people are yearning for. It's actually meaning. What do you think about that? Oh, I, I'm totally in resonance. Yeah. There's a lot of happiness chasing and actually, you know, living life, like you, I would say, you know, you can observe uh, you know, you can observe a difficult situation or if you're angry or something and you can still be in a very, you know, in a very good state. You do, it's not about being happy every moment. Um, and I, I absolutely agree. When we just chase that, uh, I don't think um, <laughs> I don't think people are very fulfilled doing that. And, no. and I don't think it necessarily leads. It, it actually probably leads to more stress. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah. I'd much rather live a life that's authentic than a life that's just happy. Yeah. By the way, the more I do that, the happier I am. But the happiness isn't about chasing something. It's about a place of being. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. It's true. Um, you know, I, one of my favorite philosophers is Alan Watts, and he always talks about, uh, and I'll abbreviate this, is, you know, when we play music, where the point is not to get to the end, right? The point is to realize that it's not a journey, it's, it's music. So you're there to just dance. <laughs> and that's kind of like how we look at life is like, what are we racing towards? There is no end that you're racing towards. You should be enjoying the music. Yeah. Well said. Yeah, yeah he's an interesting character. So, you know, I, you know, at Change Creator, obviously, we are all about the social entrepreneurship approach. Um, we, we don't have a specific focus in health, but we do believe that people are going to live happier lives when they wake up and they are doing something that's meaningful to them, right? And I, um, you know, I interviewed Nasreen uh, Sheikh, and she was like a she was a child slave for for many years. And I spoke to her because she started to she got out of that somehow in Nepal, and she started two businesses. And my last question, I was at a conference in Toronto, and I was interviewing her, and, and I asked her if there was one message you could share with the world, what would it be? And she said to dig deep and live your truth because that's the biggest contribution you can make to the world. And I thought that that really resonated with me. And I think that, you know, get helping people not only, you know, come to grips with, you know, who they are or, you know, um, become comfortable like through a process of meditation and stuff like that, but to actually figure out how to proceed in life. And cause right now, like, don't you feel like, or you probably see a lot of people where they're kind of hooked into a pattern. And I think you said it really nicely before a way that you are programmed versus waking up and doing what you really should be doing with your life. Um, it's hard sometimes to, to figure out how to approach that a new, that new lifestyle. Right. Okay, so we're going to change topics a little bit if it's okay with you. So la my last name is Hartwell. And when you okay. figure it out, that's a very head-driven exercise. For me, when you're living in your heart, you know, then you don't have to figure it out. You just have this knowing and this sensing. Um, and you, from, from where I sit, you know, you can sort of, if you understand who you are, and what your purpose is and sort of what your energy is all about, then you can be in resonance and you actually don't have to figure things out. You can sort of 
that you can live an intentional life and then watch things unfold in front of you and just enjoy the pure um, unfolding and like um, enjoy the, uh, maybe it's not the right, the, the tapestry of what's created when you set an intentional life sort of from the heart. Yeah, I think a key word there is intention, you know, doing things in your life with intention, um, I guess should always be the case and is really valuable. I guess where I would struggle and where, where we see a lot of entrepreneurs who are trying to live, you know, their best life is that, well, they still have to, you know, we live in a capitalist system, which means we have to have money in order to pay for food and housing and kids to go to school. And obviously, um, you know, things are uh, getting more and more expensive. So, you know, they end up starting these businesses, which is like their dream and what they're all about, but they can't figure out how to create progress with it um, in this system. So they, they end up going back to old patterns of jobs and stuff that they don't like, which is that to me is heartbreaking. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, so, you know, you see a lot of that and, and I guess, so you got to find that balance a little bit. And I think there's so many people out there too. They they have this passion and they just don't have certain technical business sense, um, just cause that's just not where their experience is, you know? Yeah, I, no, I, I, I hear that cause I, I, you know, I speak to a lot of entrepreneurs and I, my, my, some that I speak to like really are like, they have great intentions and they're, um, you know, they're real visionaries, but, but, but they're not always grounded in this third dimensional reality that you're talking about, which is, um, which is very much about like, how does this system work? It is a, it is a system that, that it, you know, energy is driven uh, a lot by, by money. Um, distribution is about how you get your ideas out there. And sometimes, you know, sometimes if you're not grounded, um, you know, and understanding that it, it can be even, you know, it can be challenging. Um, I know some, some of the most brilliant people that have these ideas, but they can't like bring them down here to the planet. Does that make yeah. sense? Oh yeah. Oh no, it definitely makes sense. Or they either can't figure out how to bring them down to earth or they're afraid to, they're afraid to, to try because it's so unknown. So they could have a beautiful idea and they could have all the willpower in the world to figure it out and operate it, but they just need to understand how to make that happen. Uh, you know what I mean? They need to, yeah, there's a, there's a both and there from my perspective, they need to understand how to make it happen. And they need to understand that they're not, um, if you let go, like you're not in charge of how it's going to happen. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, I I noticed that a lot of social entrepreneurs, they want to do so much to give to the world and contribute that they actually don't, I mean, a lot of people don't like money because they see it as, you know, the root of all evil. We've heard all those those sayings and things like that. And I get that because there's obviously some some really negative behavior that is uh, triggered from, from money and stuff like that. Um, but when they have that mindset, I noticed that specifically social entrepreneurs, they tend to almost have a fear block when it comes to actually making money. So it, it holds back growth, no matter what their intention is. So it's like, there is like a skill set around that 
part of it, right? So you have like living your truth, doing what's right, you know, like taking care of being authentic and all those things. And then to actually understand, well, business, making money, like those are skills themselves, I think, and really something that people will have to start to learn to kind of, you know, turn their life and work into like one harmonious thing. Yes, and or to find a team uh, where those where they can you know, be the, the visionary self or whatever their self is, but they're yeah, and collaborating with other people that have the gifts that they don't have. And, and yeah, hundred percent. That when you find a team where somebody says, you know, I know this, but I don't know that, and I trust so and so, you know, with the money. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm not great at that, but I trust this person. Uh, I think when you you know find those kind of teams um, that are you know that that are in resonance with a mission, but all understand and appreciate each other's gifts and skills, those are stronger teams. I love that. I think the key thing right there you said is that they're in resonance with the mission. You find people that have the passion that you have, and you know maybe they have a skill set around the finances or the marketing or whatever it might be. Um, as long as you have validated your, your business and product, then you get those guys on board and having the mission aligned is really the key. Um, yeah. And, and maybe, you know, can I maybe provide an example of one of our companies where, of I course, just, yeah, yeah. Dive in. So, so a couple of years ago, we invested in a company called Insight Timer. Um, Insight Timer is, um, company based in Sydney, which probably is the largest library of sort of meditation or conscious, uh, you know, um, audio in, in the world. They have uh, 5,000 uh, teachers globally that teach, um, you know, that have meditations or music yep. or talks. Uh, and there's, you know, 12 million people on the platform. And when we invested, you know, yeah, I look at the return, but I look at the abundance that's created. We invested when they had a community of probably maybe, you know, 6 million people um, and they wanted to take a free community and begin to create more abundance um, through charging subscription. Um, it's still free for anybody that wants it around the world. There are 30,000 free meditations, but at the same time, for people that want they can buy individual courses or they can buy a subscription to, you know, sort of special features. And as I look at that from an energetic exchange and from a place of abundance, when you provide all of that, you have the abundance of the free for those who want to be free. You have the abundance of, you know, 5,000 teachers who are getting paid 50% uh, of what comes into the platform uh, when people do pay. And then, you know, I look at the abundance for, you know, as they're able to charge, you know, actual money for value, then they can hire more people. And at the end of the day, then investors do better. So everyone yeah. wins uh, in an energetic exchange. Uh, and, and to me, that's a really cool model of, yeah, money's involved, but money's actually just about creating abundance. Yeah, that sounds amazing. It's, and it sounds, you know, these meditation apps seem to do really well. Um, it sounds like they have a pretty big base. Yeah, they have a big base. And, and what, what I like about, you know, about it is they have that big base and they've never spent any money on marketing because it's all sort of organic versus, you know, a lot of the other meditation apps are really all about marketing and acquisition and, you know, paid. And this is just about natural growth of a community um, that kind of all wants to grow together. Six million people organically? Twelve. Twelve million? Yeah. 
no get market. out of here. So how are people finding out about them? Um, well, they have 5,000 teachers on the platform. Ah. Um, I mean, through word of mouth, through teachers uh, recommending it, um, through, uh, I mean, basically that's it. It's been, it's been word of mouth because the, and, and, you know, people like the experience so much, uh, and they can find the teachers that they want that resonate with them or the music that they want, that it's just very natural. Uh, it's very natural and people recommend it to other people. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Wow. That's amazing. That's a big base for, for organic for sure. Um, so, and what was the name of that program? Insight Timer. Insight Timer. We'll check it out. So anybody listening, you guys can check that out. I'm a big fan of meditation. I've been doing that for years and um, I just find a ton of value in uh, the process. You know, I like to run, exercise, you know, shower in the morning and then meditate. And it really just kind of sets you up for the day to be very focused and creative. That's great. Yeah. Um, well, listen, we're going to wrap up here in a minute and I want to give you a chance to let people know where they can learn more about, um, you know, you and connect and what you have going on and, and check things out. Yeah. I mean, you, uh, so our website is bridge builders collaborative or BBC or sorry, bbcollaborative.com. Um, you know, I'm on LinkedIn and Twitter. Uh, under Charlie Hartwell. Um, my wife and I have a business that I do this work from a business called um, the Shifted Institute, which is about igniting consciousness, inspiring human potential and creating paradigm shift. And that's at shifted.com. Cool. All right, guys, I'm just taking notes there, Charlie. Um, awesome. Well, Charlie, I really appreciate your time and walking us through some of your uh, thoughts around the investments and where you're taking everything and uh, enjoyed the conversation just around, you know, living an authentic life and um, living your truth, right? Yeah, Adam, really fun to, uh, to hear a little bit about your story. And I appreciate that you're having these conversations. I'm, I appreciate that more people are interested in them. And uh, I, I thank you for the time today. That's all for this episode. Your next step is to join the change creator revolution by downloading our interactive digital magazine app for premium content, exclusive interviews, and more ways to stay on top of your game available now on iTunes and Google play or visit changecreatormag.com. We'll see you next time where money and meaning intersect right here at the change creator podcast. 